Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You're listening to the British Ice Hockey Podcast. Available every week on BritishIceHockey.co.uk. Well, hello everybody and welcome to this week's edition of the British Ice Hockey Podcast. And on this week's show, we'll be catching up with Saffron Allen following her announcement that she'll be retiring from international ice hockey. And on the subject of the women's game, we're going to be catching up with the current league leaders in the Women's National Ice Hockey League Division 1, as we'll be joined by Steph Towns at the Whitley Bay Beacons. And in the men's game, we're going to be discussing the title race up at the top of the SNL, as we'll be joined by the Dundee Tigers. All of that to come on this week's edition of the British Ice Hockey Podcast. So, hello everybody and welcome to this week's edition of the British Ice Hockey Podcast. Later in the show, we're going to be discussing title races as we'll be joined by the Whitley Bay Beacons and the Dundee Tigers. But before that, we're going to be talking to Saffron Allen, who has announced her retirement from international ice hockey this month. And on Thursday, I caught up with Saffron Allen here on the British Ice Hockey Podcast. Uh, well, Saffron, a big thank you for joining us and uh, Happy New Year to you. And, well, you, you've, you've come to this decision to announce your, your international retirement after a, a brilliant career uh, representing Great Britain. I mean, how, how have you come to this decision? You know, it, it wasn't um, an easy decision by any means, but for me, the time was right to, to step away from my international career. After last year, there wasn't a lot that was ever going to top it. You know, it was an incredible year as a team and personally. Um, and, and after that, it was kind of one that I thought, you know what, that for me has topped everything and I, I achieved the goals that I had always set out to achieve when I first started in the GB senior setup so for me it just felt the right time like I say it's not easy and uh, don't get me wrong I wanted to play forever and I'm, I'm the biggest supporter now but um, it for, for me it was the right time. I mean I, the obvious question I'd, I'd be asking you this interview Saffron is you know what, what are your personal highlights rep- representing GB but last year would, would come pretty close I'm going to say to the top that must have been special. Absolutely, exactly that. Um, you know, we, we came close for many years, but to achieve that gold medal and promotion, um, and like I say, for me, being the captain of the team at that point was 
a huge honour um, and one that you know the the I can't really explain how how proud I was um, to lead the team to that and you know along with that within the week I gained my 50th cap um, and obviously at the end of the week I was proposed to as well on the ice at the end of the medal ceremony so as a week you know in, in my life it was one that um, yeah I'll never forget that's for sure. When, when you look back at everything across your international career Saffron and, and that side of things I mean do you um, is there any particular moment other than you know winning gold that, that you can look back upon maybe a goal or or that side of things that that, that really stands out oh good question there's been lots there has been hundreds of memories that I you know that are really up there but I suppose apart from this year I'd probably take it back to the start and my first world in Cannes in France and I was by far the youngest of the team I didn't even know a women's team GB team existed when I when I first was called up and asked to trial so um and I scored my first goal against France and to look at where that team that that French team then went and achieved and to play against those players and, and score you know in that game that that probably tops it for me that that's uh that's a big memory for me and um yeah one that all will stay with me yeah and uh, when you can look back now it's it's 52 caps in all isn't it one gold medal five silver medals uh three bronze medals you've represented gb at uh, youth level as well um it's quite a career isn't it i mean have you had chance i suppose the other thing we have to say as well saffron is you know i'm i, I think i'm the 58th journalist who's interviewed you since this announcement so I, I suppose that goes to show you what you've achieved in your career but have you had chance to to look back and and take stock of of what you've actually achieved as a as as a player at international level yeah i mean it's been very overwhelming um since obviously the announcement came out um it's been really humbling to receive the the messages and the interest you know in in people uh wanting to talk about my career and and what i've uh, been through in the in the 12 years but yeah, yeah you know it's one that i don't think i don't think it really feels real as well at, at this point you know it's um it's early days the team haven't gone and um, competed yet uh and i've not been a part of it obviously they had the, the squad announcement for their international friendly the four nations in poland just a few days ago and yeah you know it's it is a strange feeling after being part of it for so long but it's one of those that i just enjoyed every single minute of being part of it and and i have absolutely no regrets and i i'm ready to look back on those memories and have extremely fond memories and and great friends for life um and and like you say i'm never going to forget the memories but it's uh it's time for a new chapter for for me yeah and i'm imagining because of the routine of it over the past 12 years and stuff when that squad was announced uh, for the four nations next month that you you almost got on the phone to mike and said why am i not why am i not on the list <laughs> uh, but, um, yeah but, i mean when it when it comes to the next chapter we should say i mean you're still involved with, with solihull and we'll discuss that side of things in a second and and just how the season's going um but when we you look back at your career now i mean you're only 27 but uh, are you are you hoping to Seems remarkable to be asking this question in, in your late 20s, but your next stage of your career, maybe after this as well, with regards to, to coaching and that side of things, because, you know, this legacy as, as a player it will be an inspiration to the to the next uh, set of players coming through, I'm imagining. Yeah, you know, it's um, I'm definitely not going to be a, a, a ghost to the to the setup. Um, I have 
done a bit of coaching and I, I, I plan in the future to probably get more involved with coaching. Like you say, it you know, I'm still playing for Solihull and, and League and that's not going anywhere anytime soon. So I'm still playing the game. I'm still very much involved in the game. But just a little bit of a less commitment for a little while. Um, enjoy a bit of outside life as well, um, just for, you know, a short term. But yeah, you know, I'll definitely um, be around the sport for forever, probably. But yeah, I have no intentions of kind of vanishing and, and being nowhere. It's it's absolutely not like that at all. I want to be part of it and help, like you say, try and inspire and help the next generation to to, to grow up and, and become those next GB players. Right, let's talk about Solihull Vixens then, because um, this interview is being conducted after a brilliant weekend, a 7-2 victory at Guildford. Um, not bad at all. You, you scored in that game as well. Um, I mean, the league season's shaping up pretty interestingly, isn't it? It's it's a three-horse race up at the top, but uh, you're in third with games in hand, uh, just two points off top spot. So uh, how, how do you see things at the moment uh, when it comes to the Elite League? Yeah, you know, it's uh, for us as a team so far, it's been a really good season we're currently unbeaten like you say we haven't played as many games we've got games in hand but it's looking really positive you know the team looks strong look fit and are putting the the effort into practice and away from the ring we've got players you know Jodie Blue well Jodie Alderson Smith now um Katie Henry you know are, are popping goals away looking really really sharp and we're doing well as a team it's uh, like you say it's still a, a big fight at the top nothing is taken for granted and we've got some very very big games coming up um, but so far, yeah, it's uh, it's going really well. And, and with regards to this race up at the top of the division, I mean, we caught with um, with Reg, I think, in yeah before Christmas, um, and we were talking about this prospect, this potential of you know three league titles on the trot. That would be some achievement, but it's a difficult achievement, isn't it, to say the least, with how tough this division is. Of course, yeah, you know, every game is a tough game. There's no kind of easy games as such. And definitely we're not kind of sitting back and saying, oh, the league's ours. There are a lot of games to come and a lot of games that we're not involved in that make big differences. So us as a team, we we just go game by game, even period by period, that we we just pod on, do our thing, kind of keep our head down and and do what we can. And obviously the league and the playoff titles are are the plan, but we've got to take it one step at a time and not kind of get ahead of ourselves. Um, uh, yeah, and, and see see where it takes us. And how good has the last couple of years, because we obviously spoke about your international career, but how, how good has the last couple of years been, especially, you know, when we think of the dark days of, of COVID and that side of things, you know, to come out of it, the way Solihull have and, and, and produce, you know, great hockey and, and, and silverware. Uh, how good has it been playing for the Solihull Vixens in, in the last couple of seasons or so? Yeah, it's been great. You know, uh, everyone obviously was affected by COVID, us included. When COVID kind of came to settle, we, we all decided, right, you know, we're not just coming back to kind of participate. We want to, you know, we mean business here and we want to come back and we want to fight hard. So when we were allowed back on the ice, we really did put in many, many weeks of hard training sessions. You know, Reg put us through our paces because we had the goals as a team that, you know, like I say, we want to come back and win. We don't want to come back and, and compete. And it's paid off. You know, like I say, the players are putting in the effort on and off the ice, really gelling as lines, as teams, playing the systems. And, and everyone's bought into to Reg's plan as well as a coach. So, yeah, it's it's nice to be, you know, competing again for the league and hopefully the playoff title. Um, 
but yeah, you know, it's down to each player putting in the effort. It's um, everyone's bought into it, and that's it, it makes it enjoyable. Next up, uh, I, you don't need reminding of this, and also it's it's for the listeners' benefit. But Streatham Storm at home uh, this Saturday. That is a big game. Uh, Streatham currently second in the league, one point ahead of you. As we said, you know, you've got three games in hand, um, but these are all stats that Streatham are aware of. And this is certainly going to be a tricky game this weekend. It really is. You know, they are always a tough team to play. Um, they're, they're very quick. They don't give up. You know, they come out fighting. They really are a good team. They've got Angela Taylor this season, um, who can obviously slot many goals in whenever she wants so you know they've got some really good players um but like i say as a team they're very very strong yes we've got them again this this weekend and this game's actually for double points because of the missed game before christmas with them um so even a bigger game for us than than normal and we're also we've got a few players over uh overseas playing for the gb university team as well so you know a bit of a change up in in lineup for us but we go out period by period and, and aim to to compete and to to win each period and essentially the game and it's uh just uh it's uh, 6 25 face off uh as as well on on saturday uh so you'll appreciate a decent crowd i'm going to suggest for this um yes well it's a four-pointer literally yeah absolutely you know a crowd makes a massive difference um it's lovely to have support um, and like I say, especially when we've got a bit of a shorter and a, a different bench to normal and for such a big game, like you say, a big game anyway, but then for four points, it's it's huge for us. So, yeah, please, anybody who's um, who's around the area, you know, it's it's free to come in. So please come along and, and, and hopefully we'll put on a, a good show for you on Saturday. Great stuff. Uh, well, last question, Saffron, just before we go. We obviously, this interview has been in two parts, basically. We started off talking about your, your international career and, and your legacy and, and that side of things and all the, the silverware. And we finished the second part of the interview talking about Solihull and the silverware that's been won there in the last couple of seasons, but the potential uh, for, for more silverware at the end of this. So how much are you looking forward to this next chapter and, and the second half of the season in 2023? Yeah, you know, it's exciting. Um, this season for, for us as a team, yet again, is exciting. We've got big battles ahead, um, but we've got our goals set on on achieving, uh, hopefully, the league and the playoff titles. So that's that's really exciting. And then, personally, lots of things in the pipeline, wedding plans, uh, hopefully see some of the world apart from ice rinks and hotels. So, <laughs> you know, there's, there's hopefully lots to come in terms of ice hockey and away from hockey. So it's, um, yeah, it'll be exciting and uh, really looking forward to it. Well, Saffron Allen from the Solid Hill Vixens, a big, big thank you uh, for, for taking the time out of your day to join us on this week's show. Uh, a big congratulations on your international career. It's uh, It's been epic, epic stuff. And we've seen that with the reaction uh, to, to your announcement of your international retirement. So big congratulations for what you've achieved. And uh, yeah, a big good luck uh, for the remainder of the season and uh, a big thanks for joining us. Thank you ever so much. Thank you. Saffron Allen there from the Solihull Vixens joining us here on this week's edition of the British Ice Hockey Podcast. And we'll be returning to the women's game shortly as we'll be catching up with the Whitley Bay Beacons following their brilliant start to the season in the Women's National Ice Hockey League 1. But before that, it's to the men's game that we turn to. And let's go north of the border now. And last week, we previewed uh, the top of the table clash in the SNL as the Aberdeen Lynx were hosting the Dundee Tigers. First, taking on second. And the Dundee Tigers won the game by eight goals to three. A brilliant victory 
for the Tigers. An outcome which sees the Dundee Tigers now tied with Aberdeen up at the top of the SNL. And for a bit of a catch-up now with the Tigers, on Thursday, I caught up with one of their defencemen. It's a welcome to the show to Andy Henderson. Well, Andy, a big thank you for joining us. And, uh, well, well, that's how you start 2023, isn't it? What a fantastic result there at Aberdeen uh, at the weekend. I mean, how was your evening? Yeah, it was really good. Um, for myself, not so great. I wasn't I wasn't very well, so I had to come off about halfway through the first period. But the guys did a cracking job. From the first drop of the puck, the intensity was high. The Everyone played the system well. Um, and the guys really came together and, and did really well and got a cracking result. What was the mood like in, at, at the Tigers heading into this game? Because obviously we've had the, the, the winter break. I mean, the season's been pretty good for the Tigers, but there has been a bit of a shaky spell towards the back end of, of 2022. Yeah, so, so, we, so we, we, start, we started off the, the the season really, really well, winning games, winning most games, winning most games, uh, grinding out results, playing systems and things really well too. Yeah, maybe for about five games, we went through a, a bit of a rough spell. Maybe the puck wasn't bouncing our way some ways, but... At the same time, we weren't playing the systems, we weren't breaking out as, as five, we weren't getting behind each other. Uh, and, and I think our confidence was, was just kind of dented from it as well. So it was certainly good to, to kind of get out of the rut that we were in, especially first game of the season, especially against Aberdeen, who, who are obviously top of the league at the moment. Um, so yeah, it was, it, was, it was a cracking way to kind of snap out of that kind of rut that we were in. I mean, uh, that that was uh, kind of what I was going to ask you about the that 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 break that you, we've had over Christmas. Um, what's the mood in the dressing room been like during during that period? Because you don't win by eight goals to three at Aberdeen and, and not have uh, a sense of purpose behind you at the start of the match. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean, definitely. To, to be honest, we've got a great group of guys. I mean, it's I've played in teams in, all over the UK and Canada and things like that, and and the group of guys that we've got in the Tigers is the, it's the best dressing room I've ever been in. We've, this genuinely not a bad guy in the team so I think that just having a little break at Christmas um, we obviously had a Christmas night out and things let off some steam and yeah everyone was kind of ready to work at the start of the year um, and it obviously showed a lot when, when we got through to Aberdeen um, so yeah I mean it just it, everything kind of lined up pretty perfectly for for something and, and to be fair we were due to give a team a, a hiding uh, it hasn't really happened this season yet and and things were ready just to click, so it couldn't have happened at a better time without a shadow of doubt. Couldn't have happened at a better time. Yeah, and it was such a, an important game as well. I mean, we had Aberdeen on the show last week, and we were talking about how it was shaping up. You know, they were a couple of points clear up at the top. You obviously have played a, a three games more than them, so I've, I don't think uh, they were under any illusion about how, how much this game meant to, to the Dundee Tigers. Now you picked up them two points and, and you're all square again. That's that's something, isn't it? Yeah, so I mean, it's, to be honest, Aberdeen's always a difficult place to go and play purely because they, they, they fill their arena. Most games, they, they just about fill their arena and that doesn't really happen much in the SNL. So it definitely is, regardless as to where you're sitting in, in the league, it's a difficult place to go and get a result. So when we've been in a bit of a rut, um, to go there and and kind of grind out the result that we did. And, and to be honest, I wouldn't even say grind out, because in my opinion, we, we kind of outclassed them on the ice um, in terms of systems and things. And normally Aberdeen play a solid system, they forecheck hard, um, they break out well, um, and they move forward as a unit well too. And we managed to kind of stay on top of it um, and, and play our own game. Um, and then you, the, the result obviously showed. 
Yeah, and, and you mentioned the you know the crowds at Aberdeen. I mean, it was a, I think it was as close to a sellout as you could possibly get. Um, <laughs> no, it was a sellout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a sellout. Uh, yeah, they, I, yeah, they're good at that, yeah. especially against the Tigers. Uh, well, this is it. I mean, it's a cracking advert for the SNL, isn't it? And, and I, I suppose you don't need much motivation, do you? I mean, that's a proper occasion, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, we we, do, we don't get it often in the SNL, so it's, it is nice to play in front of a, of a, of a rink full of people. Um, yeah, I enjoy it myself. So yeah, it's it's good fun to go and play there, definitely. Well, a big congratulations on on that victory, a, a superb victory to to kick twenty twenty three off. That's for sure. Uh, we'll get to the Edinburgh Capitals game uh, in in a second for this weekend. Uh, but just a, a bit of a general catch up, Andy, just with how the season's going more generally for you personally. I mean, you, you've been involved with the club now for 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 a number of years. I mean, how how much are you enjoying your hockey this season? Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's been really good. Um, we we started off really well. Um, I actually started off kind of maybe a wee bit slower than I normally would, um, but I, I kind of got into a bit of a rhythm, scoring goals and things like that. So yeah, p- personally, it's it, it's been a decent season. I'm really looking forward to the game the weekend against Edinburgh. But yeah, we'll see what happens. I mean, we've got we've got momentum now. We've got confidence. We know that we can compete with the best teams in the league, and we just beat the best team in the league. Um, and I think we actually could have probably given them more as well. Um, there was there was chances missed and things that on another day they, they would have they would have gone in. So yeah, I think it's given us a lot of confidence going forward. Kind of, you know, we're getting into the business end of the season now, so this is where it really matters. Um, we, we all need to just come come together as as a group uh, and and do all we can to to make sure that we finish up, up at the top. Just to say about the club more generally, because you know ice hockey in Dundee more generally, and the the work that the Tigers do, as as well as the Stars and the Comets, of course. You, you've played for, I think, all three clubs, haven't you? Uh, uh-huh, and, I've played for all three clubs. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, how how um, you know proud does it make you that you've, you you're playing for the Dundee Tigers this season, and you know that there is a potential for for silverware at the end of this. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, like like I say, the 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 guys that we've got at the club are, are, are fantastic. We've got a great group of guys, um, and I think we're all itching for a trophy. So, fingers crossed, everything kind of kind of line. We can put in the work, you know, keep working as a team um, on our systems and 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 breakouts and power plays and 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 kind of come together and and do something, uh, you know, because we do have a chance and, and we've never really been in this position or the Tigers as a club haven't been in this position for years and years and years. So I think that it's important that we give it our all and do it for, for the club at the I, end of the day. I was going to say, I know this is a, a relatively new version of the club, but the Dundee Tigers' name goes back a, a very long way, doesn't it? Uh, there's yeah, well, you're always the oldest there. team in Dundee, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that's that's something, to say the least. Uh, but just to say about um, the, the upcoming games, uh, Edinburgh this weekend... Um, the, the trick is now to, to carry that momentum forward into this game, but this is going to be tough, isn't it, on Saturday? Without a doubt, yeah. Edinburgh are, are a top-class team as well, and they've, they've taken points off some of the bigger teams, or, or they've taken points off all the, all the big teams as well. Um, so it's a, it's a must-win. Um, we know we've, kind of, we've, we've got a bit of revenge to get on them. They, 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 they beat us the last time we played them uh, in Edinburgh. Another big point about Saturday is that it's double points as well. So all our home games are double points because there's not not enough ice time for all the teams. So we only play one home game, which is worth double points, and two away games with every team. So it's double points this weekend, which 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 just makes it even bigger for us as a as, as a team to to go and get the, the four points without a doubt. The Dundee Tigers, I've got you know a, a brilliant start to 2023. 
you know, there'll be a decent away following as well because the Caps are well supported, aren't they? So you're going to need a decent crowd there on, on Saturday. Yeah, without a doubt. To be, to, to be fair, our fans are pretty good. We, we, we are probably one of the more followed teams in the league, which is good. Um, our fans are fantastic. They're all, you can always hear them, uh, regardless if you're at Aberdeen or Edinburgh. You know, you can always hear the Tigers fans shouting and screaming. Um, and that's all that we can, that we can hope for as players. Um, I think that is massive. This weekend's massive. The, the fans know how big this weekend is as well. So we're hoping to see them all there um, in their numbers. Uh, and yeah, we can we can get the win again. Hopefully for them too. And uh, face off is at seven o'clock. Uh, so so get yourself down there. And and just looking at the league tables, we're heading to you know twenty twenty three and and the closing stages of of this. SNL season for a long time I think it was a free horse race with yourselves Aberdeen and uh, and the Comets but it's kind of broadened out now as the season's progressed and what's well, that four points separating the top five with Paisley Dundee Comets and and the Capitals getting involved as well so this is going to be awfully exciting isn't it to say the least. you know the, you know the SNL is, is over the last five six years that it's really really come on it's really come on it's much more competitive it's, it's a lot more fun to play in and it's, it just shows now. It just shows now because all the teams are so are so close. You know, it's, it's at, at, at this stage, it really is anyone's league. Any of the top five, kind of four or five teams at the moment, still have a shot at winning the league if they win all their games. So, you know, you need a few results go your way at the same time as well. But all we can do is is kind of focus on ourselves, do all that we can at, at practice, and 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 move forward with all the games and give ourselves the best chance at winning the league. Oh, great stuff. And, and last question, Andy, just about, um, you know, this next bit of the season. Um, I mean, it's, it's as we've discussed in this interview, it's it's there. It's it's in the distance, this uh, potential uh, for a successful year at the Tigers. How much are you looking forward to that possibility and also the challenge of getting there uh, for yourselves? I mean, how much are you looking forward to this next bit of the campaign? Yeah, I mean, uh, like I say, this is... this. As you get towards the end of the season, these are the types of games that you want to play in when everything matters. Um, and, and all the guys know that. And I think they're all ready for it as well, especially you know with that Aberdeen game. Like I say, it's given us a lot of confidence moving forward towards the kind of tail end of the season. Um, we know that we need to win these games. We know that they're must-wins. And, and if we do win them all, then then we will be rewarded with that, with that league title. And yeah, I don't think the boys could, could, could hope for any more. Well, Andy Henderson uh, from the Dundee Tigers, a big, big Happy New Year to you and uh, congratulations once again for that fantastic start to 2023 at Aberdeen and uh, a big thanks for joining us and uh, all the best in the coming matches. Thank you very much. I'll we'll speak to you soon. Andy Henderson there from the Dundee Tigers joining us here on this week's edition of the British Ice Hockey Podcast. From the top of the SNL to the top of the Women's National Ice Hockey League 1 now and the Whitley Bay Beacons currently lead the way up at the top of that division by eight points. It's been a brilliant start to the season with Whitley Bay winning all eight games thus far. The last outing for Whitley Bay was on Saturday as the Beacons beat Nottingham on the road by 10 goals to four. And for a bit of a catch-up now with Whitley Bay, it's a welcome to the show to their player coach, here's Steph Towns. Well, Steph, a big thank you for joining us and a happy new year to you. And uh, what a way uh, to, to start 2023, a fantastic result in Nottingham. The, the winning run continues. I mean, what's the mood like at, uh, at Whitley this season? Yeah, thank you very much for having me on. It's an absolute pleasure. Uh, the mood is great at the minute. Obviously, last season was our first in the Elite League and we were just proud to be promoted, really. And we just used last season as a bit of a, 
almost a tester just to, to build the team, build the, the entire club. Um, and that was a brilliant experience. So obviously being demoted wasn't necessarily um, anything we saw as negative. We just thought, well, we've had a good run, um, narrowly missed out on on being um, in fifth place. So this season just been great. We've just been doing pretty much an all or nothing attitude, to be honest. Um, just going for every win, taking everything we can get and almost having having no mercy really on, on the other teams. We think, well, we've got nothing to lose. We want to make a bit of a point by getting back into the Elite League. So totally started the, the new year with a bang, but no different attitude or, or tactics to what, what was happening at the end of 2022. So a really good start, yeah. And what what was that transition like going from from the elite league to to Division One and, <clears> and doing it so seamless the way you have? I mean, is it, is it more just that that experience from last season and bringing it to to bear this year? Yeah, I think I think it's been a mix of things. I think just we've got a lot of core players that we've we've kept over the years. Um, so in that sense, we've always had a very similar approach to to all games, regardless of level. So. It certainly wasn't easy. Like in, in the games we've had, haven't been easy. We've had some great opponents, and all the games have been really enjoyable. And actually, most of the games until this one, the Nottingham game, have been where we've um, been put on the back foot, so that the other teams have actually scored first, or even had a few goals up, and we've had to claw them back. So, in in some senses, it's been a bit of a shock. Not not that we expected things to be easy whatsoever. We just knew that it would be a little bit different. But actually, we didn't think it would maybe be as challenging as it has been in the beginning. So total credit, the other team's given us a, a really good challenge um, initially. But I think when we came back after the new year, we just said, look, we, we need to get them goals in early and, and not be put on the back foot because that is tend to be where, where we panic a little bit. And how, how difficult was that that space between games as well? Because it's been it's been quite a period, hasn't it, between you know going seven games unbeaten to, to eight games unbeaten. So that in itself must have been a challenge after Christmas. Yeah, and it, obviously it's it's always difficult for for any club or level, I guess, after Christmas as well with the break. But I think the main reason I think is just we're all enjoying it to be honest. And although the games aren't as um, sort of full on as as the elite league in terms of like how close they are and things like that um, in the calendar, it's 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 just that we are all enjoying it. Like I said, we've got a really good core of a team that we've had for quite a few years, so it is almost just like a group of friends enjoying it and. We are quite a competitive bunch as well, so that that does add add to the mix a bit. And and more generally at at, at Whitley Bay, I mean, when you you look at the results, it's not just the first team. There's plenty of junior sides there, and and plenty of activity at the club as well, especially on the on the women's side. Um, so with that regard, I mean, how's how's the club looking as we head into 2023 now, good and proper? Yeah, really good. Like, I mean, obviously there's a great junior setup as well in terms of the the mixed mixed clubs with the the junior side and. The women's part is certainly not not separate from it, although we operate a little bit separately. It's, it's well and truly under the same umbrella. Um, but in terms of like players that we have, I think we've got just over forty players registered. That includes the junior players as well. Obviously, we're, we're Division Two side and and players that sort of play away from from Whitley Bay. So we've got quite a few from, from Scotland. It's probably the biggest contingent. A few from Sheffield, Blackburn, Widnes, and stuff like that. So. The recruitment drive has been great over the past couple of years and it's something myself and, and other members of the squad have, have really driven for. We wanted to have two teams and it was great when we were able to collaborate with the, the juniors to have it in under-16s as well. So in terms of growth, it, it's absolutely massive. I certainly can't take credit for, for all of it or even most of it, to be honest, because it is something that we all chip in together and, and work hard to, to try and achieve. But growth is, is brilliant and it, it's expanding as well. We're, we're always getting um, contact of 
of people that want to join or they want to come back and, and stuff like that. So I think we're, we are making a, a really positive name for ourselves for that. And for you, Steph, personally as well, I mean, you, you've scored plenty of points for the club o- over the years. Um, yeah. I mean, how excited are you about, about the future and, you know, these pathways and, and this conveyor belt that's being developed there on, on the boys and the girls' side? Yeah, really excited. Um, I think Whitley Bay as, as a club, the community vibe that, that the entire club has, right from the juniors up, up to the senior men's and the warriors, um, and, and that, that in itself is just an exciting prospect to to almost be on the back of because it it can only get better, especially for for the women's side, which is something I'm very passionate about. Um, having been through the sport since the age of six, seven, so it 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 is a really exciting future for on all fronts, but especially the women's side. Um, it's great to see that growing across the country, but also it's it's nice to have a bit of a part in that as well to be a pathway. So yeah, it's really really exciting. And and just to say about uh, yourself, Steph, as well. I mean, how much are you enjoying your, your hockey this season as well as a, as a player and, and and as a coach? I'm absolutely loving it. To be honest, the past two years have probably been the best years of my life, and I owe that a lot to to hockey, um, especially just with with getting back into the GB fold and and building the club at Whitley, and it, it just it just made me almost selfishly even enjoy my hockey a lot more, just seeing the growth of the club and literally just playing hockey most weekends with my friends like it's it's been great and I think that that element of it is with enjoyment is probably one of the biggest factors really to to keep you driven and and keep you involved so I'm I'm absolutely loving it and we should say um you know congratulations to yourself and and Abby Culshaw who've who've been called up to the GB squad for the Four Nations uh, next month in in Poland. Uh, just to put that that hat on uh, for yourself. Uh, yeah. I mean, how much are you looking forward to to that challenge in in Poland next month? Yeah, really excited. Um, I mean, every time it's an honour, and I'm I'm always blown away by um, seeing my name on on lists like that. Me and Abby are, are both really excited. It, it's going to be a tough challenge, but certainly, like as the coaches have said, that they've set it out to be a challenge to set a bit of a benchmark to see what um, the team needs to do before Worlds in South Korea. So I think, like myself and the others, are going into it knowing there's no, there's no expectation in terms of what the outcome is. It is all just about about attitude and just making sure we, we compete to the, the best that we can and, and see see where we're at. But yeah, really excited about that. And and that's the thing, isn't it? These opportunities. Um, obviously, this is at a senior level, but you know there was a tournament for the under 18s. These opportunities are here, and and also you know what we spoke about earlier about the competitive nature of the elite league, but that coming into Division One as well this season at times. Um, that's yeah. that bodes very well for the future of the sport. Yes, it does. I think this this is probably the brightest time for women's hockey. Like there's there's so many um, really talented youngsters. Of course, in 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 the mixed side as well, but I am biased just about the growth of women's hockey. But I think now is probably the the best the best state it's been in, especially with with how many girls are getting involved, how many different pathways. Like we've got the England pathway, the showcase things, CGB 16s and and 18s and seniors. I think there's just so much now for girls that there's almost like an element of of needing to choose. Uh, which which pathway is best and and how to best get there and I think as well with everything being a lot more televised like when when the squad went to the Nottingham Olympic qualifiers like with with that in the crowds and that being on free sports like that that just totally awakened something in in the the community of women's hockey I think and often when the players go to places and there's younger girls there or whether we're helping with camps and coaching 
everyone always comments on it and I think sometimes it just needs that one little spark and the, and the squad that went and did that at the qualifiers just they need to be given full credit for that because I think that just really sets something off and that's not something you can take away from the girls or the or the, the programme. No, great stuff. And and just a, a little prediction, because uh, we probably won't catch up before uh, the Four Nations, but um, it is going to be um, you know good preparation, like you say, for for Korea uh, towards the end of the season. Uh, so what what's your what's your thoughts on what's possible for that uh, international tournament next month? I think it, within the squad, like we've always got just gold medal mentality for everything. Like we're so competitive, even if it's when we're just playing like corridor golf in the hotel. It's like <laughs> who's going to win? Who's going to do this? But why not? Why why couldn't we not uh, win that and, and come away with, with such confidence? But it, it is going to be a challenge. And I think as, as long as we just play for each other and compete, then it's absolutely up to us. I think we're in control of that. So we'll see. We'll see. Good stuff. Good luck for that for that tournament as well, Steph, we should say. Uh, but uh, just to bring you back to, to Whitley Bay and, 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 and the Beacons, obviously, you know, a fantastic result there uh, in Nottingham. What's your thoughts on what's possible in, in 2023? I think your next game is at home to, to Chelmsford, is it, um, in a couple of weeks' yeah. time? So what, what do you think is possible? I mean, it'd be something to go, firstly, it'd be something to win the league, uh, but it'd also yeah. be something to, to go... Uh, completely unbeaten. Um, I suppose that's that's the target. But like you say, you've been run close uh, a few times this season, so so that's a tough target. Yeah, yeah it is. It is a tough target. And I think we know that, and that's why we set it. Like I, I, I did genuinely say at the start of the season, I want to win every game, and I want everyone to, to buy into that. We, we do really want to make a point. Um, we have, we've got kept most of the core squad that we had last year in the elite league, but we've, we've strengthened a little bit. Got a few players from here and there, and people stepping up from Division Two as well. So we've got depth. We've definitely got more depth than last season. But we have said we, we do want to win every game. We want to we want to win playoffs, and we want to get promoted. That is the absolute aim. And we, we all said we need to buy into an all-or-nothing um, attitude, and, and that is what we're going for. And we're not afraid to, to say that. And uh, you'll be wanting a decent crowd there as well uh, next Sunday for for that game. I, I mean, it's it's free entry as well, isn't it? The Whitley Bay drink for it. Yes, yeah, always free. Um, and the, the crowds have been getting a, a bit more fuller over over the the season and from last year. I think with just uh, the the stint in Elite and, and also we've got um, a good relationship with the Warriors as well. Adam Mackman, who does a lot of the the media for them and and for us, is is a massive help. Um, totally appreciate his efforts and, and he's done a lot as well with the programme and advertising and things to get people in and, and it, it genuinely has worked sometimes you just need that one little spark so it is it is growing Good stuff well uh, Steph Towns a big congratulations for the season thus far a big happy new year uh, keep up the excellent work big good luck for, for GB as well next month and uh, in career at the end of the season and uh, yeah just big thank you for joining us and uh, best of luck in the, in the coming matches Thank you very much been a pleasure Steph Towns there from the Whitley Bay Beacons joining us here on this week's edition of the British Ice Hockey Podcast. And that's it for this week's show. A big thank you to all my guests this week for joining me. Remember, for all the latest goings on from the world of British Ice Hockey, you can visit the website www.britishicehockey.co.uk. But I've been Ben, and you all make sure you all have a lovely and safe weekend. Bye-bye. Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at Chabacasino.com. 
Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.